Jack Turner's father got started in the beer business after Prohibition. But Jack decided to go in a different direction and forge his own path with insurance. He chats with Charlie Kuhn and Katie Gamble about his family's history in the area and the benefits of regionalism in local government. All on this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. Jack, thank you for coming to join us today. We're thank excited you. to have you here. Um, we've all been friends for a while, and I know you know you know a whole lot about Clarksville, and I feel like that we've always been able to come to you whenever we had questions or wanted to know about, hey, what about this? He's always got all kinds of wealth of knowledge, doesn't he? Oh, he, he definitely does, and uh, involved in so many things. And, I, you know, it's kind of hard to know where to start, but, but I want to start with... Uh, your, a little bit of your history and with, with Ajax Turner and, and the beer business and some of that stuff. Can you kind of give us just a little background on that? Well, my, uh, my dad has been in the beer business since he was in the beer business well, since uh, right after Prohibition. Mm -hmm. And he, he started, uh, uh, you know, as a result of uh, the Gerst Brewing Company. Mr. Bill Gurst, when they came after Prohibition, uh, Mr. Gurst allowed my dad to, to get a load of beer on credit. He was about 19 or 20 years old at that time. Come to, Nat, come to Clarksville, sell his beer, and go back and pay him and get another load, and that's kind of how it all got started. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, and so, so, but so if, you look, if you look on our, bill, on our company out there, you'll see established 1933. Yeah, mm -hmm. not too many companies in this town that go back that far. That's true. So, uh, so we have, we've been very fortunate in that regard. And my my sons, our beer business here in Clarksville is run by but Jeff, my son, and then my beer business in Nashville is uh, run by uh, Scott, and then uh, Jeff and his boys have now have a beer business in a bottle beer company down in uh, uh, Memphis. Also. So it's just stayed in this family this whole time. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah and it, by the trend but, and, and his family, it looks like it's going to continue right. but the, for a but long the quest, But the question you didn't ask me that most people ask me is, why are you not in the business? Mm -hmm. And so after I went to Vanderbilt and Margie and I were married back uh, while I was still there and I got out and I decided that I wanted to to do something on my own mm -hmm. and I wanted to be in a position where I could either sink or swim out on my own mm -hmm. and uh, so that's what I did so I did something that I don't recommend that most people do and that was when you're married at age 21 to start selling life insurance one policy at a time on a commission. Oh that my wasn't goodness. easy, was it? <laughs> <laughs> what, wasn't easy then and it's not wow. easy now. Mm -hmm. But but it was particularly not and so but maybe this is is uh, in line with your program. I wanted to come back to Clarksville. I, mm -hmm. I did yeah. want to come back here. And I wanted to go into a business that it wouldn't require any capital. It just required my effort, yeah. you know, day after day after day. And so, and but one of the things that people will say, well, well, I'm surprised that you never really went back into that. Well, I'm in that business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just not in that business day by day. But, uh, but uh, I've long said that the fear of failure is oftentimes much more motivating and sustainable in keeping you somewhere 
than the aura of success. Yeah. Because I didn't want to have to go, I didn't want to have to be a failure back in those days and go ask my daddy for a job. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So how did your dad feel about you not wanting to come into the family business at that time? God rest his soul. I think that uh, he he never fully understood mm -hmm. why I did what yeah. I did. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, uh, because he was self-made himself. He was self-made. Right. And you just, I mean, right. you actually learned that character trait from him, I, which I, is I, a great legacy. Well, I, I got a, as did as a, all of the members of our family, I think, we all have work ethics. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah. And so I think that that's what I got from my dad. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. It, it's amazing. As many conversations as we've had together, that I have never asked you that question. No, I haven't either. You're, you're one of the few that haven't. I, I generally get that question along the way. You and know, I just get it all the time. That's a, it's amazing yeah, that yeah, I didn't do that, yeah, and I apologize. Yeah, I haven't yeah. done that. I think I have wondered it, but I guess I just assume that you kind of did both, and your son took over. I just never really. No, no. I never was any. I, I just I was never any day after day after day. Yeah. Now, you are also a huge advocate for Fort Campbell. That's very important to you. Very How did so. you, you've been doing that for a long time. How did you really start to get involved with Fort Campbell? Well, actually, I got involved with it because of going into the presidency of the Chamber of Commerce. And, uh -huh. and I guess I was, uh, I don't even know if I was 30 years old when I was president of the Chamber. But, but at any rate, when I, uh, this is, I've always found this kind of amusing to myself. When I went into that job, the thing that I dreaded the most was I was going to have to be at Fort Campbell all the time because I knew that that was part of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I didn't really want to do that. I'd, I'd, had a, I'd been in ROTC at Vanderbilt, so I'd been in the Army, but I didn't want to do that. So the thing that I dreaded the most in going into the chairs of the chamber was the thing that I ended up liking the yeah. most and mm -hmm. benefiting the most of it. Because all of a sudden I was, uh, I was out there and I realized what an incredible group of people there were there. Mm -hmm. They were smart, they were engaged, they were positive, they were all of the things that I liked. And they were interesting, interesting yeah. experiences. Mm -hmm. And uh, so then I became uh, impressed so deeply about their commitment. Right. And their, and, and also as time would, went on, I realized the importance of their families and the fam their, their family's support to the whole success of the military. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I could go, don't, don't get me started on yeah. this. If Margie that could be were, its own whole podcast, right? Oh, yeah, if Margie were here, she'd be kicking me in the shin right now yeah. because I start yeah. talking about that and I don't want to stop. But, well, you, you started it back then, but you still are extremely involved with Yeah, Fort I am, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, to, to watch him interact with not, not only, you know, the commanders, but your everyday soldier and just, mm -hmm. just people and family members, it's really... It's really cool to watch because he knows a lot of the history, but I see him learning something because you'll tell me, I'll talk, talk, come over here, you know, pay attention to this. Mm -hmm. and, and so there's so much more to learn than we think we already know. Right. Right. It's pretty awesome. That is true. So um, Clarksville's growing pretty quickly and you have always been a big advocate for regionalism. Right. Um, talk to me about that. Talk to us about that. Why, 
because we're well, not in our little bubble here. I think I've heard you say that. Well, I, I think that I've always had this uh, innate uh, realization of the importance of outreach and mm -hmm. and oh, being uh, outside of Clarksville. And I think a lot of that because I went to, went to school at Vanderbilt and I saw the, the from a business standpoint the importance of the region. And then, and the fact that we're in, we're family businesses there, and in my in my financial service and insurance job, I work over a wide geographical area, Middle Tennessee and Southern Kentucky. So I I don't look at just Clarksville, Montgomery County. Mm -hmm. I look at the big circle, and I realized, and early on that uh, that people. It didn't make make any difference where we were. We all had we could learn from each other, and that's mm -hmm. how we get leadership. Middle Tennessee, for example, right. mm -hmm. came about as a result of that. That uh, that we we all in the region had common issues, common opportunities, common problems, and we needed to get together. We needed to talk about it. But particularly, I was interested in regionalism from Clarksville Montgomery County standpoint because I didn't think we did a very good job of it. Nobody thought of us back umpteen years ago as a prominent player in Middle Tennessee. They thought of other counties. They thought of Rutherford. They thought of Wilson. Mm -hmm. They thought of Sumner. They certainly thought of Williamson. Yeah. But right. Montgomery County wasn't on anybody's radar screen. And there was nobody in Clarksville, Montgomery County that was reaching out. And I always thought this was our loss. We were not taking advantage of, of our opportunities. And so I became very, very proactive in doing that. And I realized that nobody outside, nobody in Nashville in positions of influence and power knew anybody in Clarksville. Mm -hmm. And so that uh, influenced me. And I thought that, that, the, that obviously political, particularly back in those days, the only people that, that saw the county line and the city limits were the politicians. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't, I never saw them. I still don't see them. You know, Katie and I were in the same leadership military class. That's how we met and actually became friends. Yeah. Along with right. Karen Stanley, right. yeah. Matter Fort right. Campbell, right. and and we that bond we that's just one of our one of our bonds. But mm -hmm. you know, when I when I think about what the three of us do, whether it be banking, radio, insurance, right. beer, we. We're not just in Clarksville, Montgomery County. No, we're not. We love it, and we're here, and mm -hmm. we're invested no, no, in no. it. But we're in so many different counties, and those leadership programs like that have just helped build such a network. Well, you know, you know Charlie, I'm I'm very proud of what all of our of the Clarksvillians and the Montgomery Countyans have done. We are it, what I started out talking about with that nobody knew us. Yeah. We had no presence. That's not the case anymore. And not only are those of us who've been in, in, in leadership middle of Tennessee, but uh, engaged in leadership positions within the region, our, our county executive uh, and our mayor and uh, all the players are much more recognizable right. outside of, you know, and within the region than they were years ago. Mm -hmm. Now, Part of my, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna bring the Fort Campbell thing back into the to the region. Mm -hmm. 
I realize Fort Campbell is a regional asset. Absolutely. You know, I've often said to my friends in Nashville, particularly years ago, I'd say, let's just assume that Fort Campbell wasn't there or it went, went away. Do you think that the Metro Airport would know that? Do you think that the Titans, do you think the Predators, do you think, and I just go down a checklist, do you think that if there were no Fort Campbell and there was no, and that economic power and mm -hmm. influence and the turnover of thousands of people every year coming, coming in and out of here and, the, and all, of the, all of that, if that were not there, would that be a significant loss to this region? When you real look at Fort Campbell as an economic engine, we used to say, I have to check my figures again. We used to say that the economic power of Fort Campbell was greater than Nissan of Tennessee mm -hmm. and Toyota of Kentucky put together. Mm -hmm. Now, so that's my story and I'm sticking to it because yeah. I believe it. Well, it used to be the largest employer in Middle Tennessee. I think it's second now. Yeah, Vanderbilt, I mm -hmm. think, is first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you think of a, you know, it, that's that trickle-down effect. When you think of a largest employer, you know, those employees, some of them are living in Nashville, spending right. their money in Nashville. Right. And then we go back to, you know, talking about people not knowing who we are. And now our leadership is in leadership roles because we just talked to Sheriff Fujon. You know, right. he's the president of the Sheriff's right. Association. Exactly. That's a big role. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a big role. So do you think with this regionalism, because I know something that one of the problems of things that I think everybody talks about right now is with all the growth coming to Middle Tennessee, all of us are having infrastructure issues. Is there gonna be a way for us all to come together and figure that piece out, you think? Well, ideally and on paper, if we, if we were doing a very sophisticated facilitation exercise, we had our whiteboards in mm -hmm. here and we were doing all of that, we would probably come to that conclusion that that's what we needed to do is to hands across the border and a lot mm -hmm. of these infrastructure things. So all of that yep. makes sense. In theory. In theory. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's... It, I, don't, I certainly know I'll never see this in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. And I think that I used to go uh, on the inner city visits that the Nashville Chamber had, uh, perhaps they'll have. And I've been on a bunch of those years ago. And one in particular that they would, uh, and I think they've been there twice, is Denver. And out in the Denver area, they've been able to get counties there where we're talking about you know, mass trans transit and all mm -hmm. that. They've been able to, 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 to get revenue sharing back, back to that core uh, trans, uh, transportation system, you know. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, uh, Charlie, I thought that maybe, were, were you on that tr uh, transportation? I was on Citizen Transit Academy. Okay. I was mm -hmm. in that. that. You know, that, that talked, they talked about all of that. Yes, sir. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. But, uh, but anyway, that's... I know they got big plans. I just don't know how but, quickly but, it can happen. Uh, but the important part is that I think that people are talking to each other. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's what all of this regional uh, overprint really does. It's, it, 
it gets us talking to each other and for be for best practices and who knows something may come out of all this yeah. one of these days you know the, a lot of the organizations that you've been involved in we've named a few yeah and then Cumberland region tomorrow right. and then you've got the yeah. GNRC all these things are, are getting all the political leaders together right so if we can get that political will going in the same direction right. I think that's what that's what we're and, and a lot of this comes from bottom up yeah so uh, uh, it's not always top down it's bottom up if there's if more the more the message can get out there and the more the the general public and that leaders at different levels mm -hmm. can can voice hey let's let's keep this dialogue going and uh you, you know i'm i'm confident that maybe one day something positive will yeah. happen in that yeah. regard so what should that overall message be that we're all shouting what should that to each other? I mean, about Montgomery County. You mean what should what should Montgomery County? Yeah, what should our message be when we're going out and meeting people? I mean, getting people here to know who we are and what we got going on. Because I know when we were going through Little Middle Tennessee, when everybody came here, like when we were going through county by county, I mean, we really thought, man, we got it going on. When you start right. comparing, we got it going on. Well, I'll tell you one of the things we've got going on that we never pay that that. We have one municipality in, in our county. Yep. Look at look around look around Middle Tennessee. Yet we, we should be able to accomplish a lot with one municipality. Mm -hmm. What if there were eight or nine like there are in Robertson and yeah. Sumner and some of these others? So uh, uh, that was one of the things that I that he just I learned first day in, in leadership. Middle Tennessee. I said, My goodness, mm -hmm. we've got this significant yep. advantage. Why can't we? have consolidated government why can't yeah. we do mm -hmm. do all that but but we it's so far but yeah but we've uh, uh i think we've done as a as a community i think we've done a much better job in that regard than and right now i'm very confident and very very pleased with what i see out there you know we've we've got two mayors working together right now that and it you know Charlie, we not only have the two mayors working together, we have we have the business community with the EDC yep. mm -hmm. working together. We've got we have more we have more leaders of political and business and community leaders today working together than I've seen in my years in this community. Yep. And I consider I consider our positioning right now to be very, very positive. And uh, and I'm I'm very uh, pleased and excited and, um, and, and appreciative as a citizen yeah. of all of that. I'm encouraged to see yeah. the long-term effects, what Me that's too. going to accomplish. Me too, Katie. Mm -hmm. Exciting times, for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, I have a 13-year-old and 10-year-old, so, right. you know, it, this isn't about what we're going to accomplish five years from now. This is, you know, 20 years from now. and. That's the real difference. These guys right now, they're, the the way they're working together, they don't even realize or may not even get to see the rewards of yep. what that's going to accomplish. Right. So That's true. Yep. Well, Jack, I certainly appreciate everything that you do in this community because um, I think when people think, who are the leaders of the community? And you're, gonna, you're one of the first people that everybody always names because you've always kind of taken the charge to be an advocate for this yep. county. Well, thank you. So if you could give any advice to, you know, a young 21-year-old Jack starting his 
you know, business out there. What would be some advice you'd give to somebody? This may sound a little corny, but I... I, I like I, uh, corny. Uh, one of my mentors, when I was when I was getting started, used to have a, a saying, and this may not be exactly what you're searching for, but he used to, he used to have this saying to young people who were just kind of getting started, whatever, whatever it was, mm -hmm. was to always do their best at whatever their task, mm -hmm. because they never knew, they never know who is taking their measure for a bigger job. Mm -hmm. And if you back away and if you think about that, that's what makes the world go round. Mm -hmm. It happens in every business. It happens in communities. Mm -hmm. It happens, it ha certainly happens in the military, that there's always, there's always someone observing you and taking notes about it and they're filing that away. And so then later on, when something pops up, hey, that guy, Charlie Kuhn, I've watched him in, in certain things. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to them and see it go to him and mm -hmm. see if he can't be the person that to lead this charge. So so that's one of the things that I would say. The other is just to, to seek out ways to become involved, mm -hmm. to, to to be a volunteer, and to be proactive in that regard. Yeah, and don't wait for someone just to to identify you and. and and that's a lot easier said than it is done. Mm -hmm. but, you, but you have to be proactive. Yep. You have to network. You have to put yourself right, out there and right, meet people. Right. So, well, you've certainly set that example. For sure. Jack, thank you for coming in today okay. to talk to us. All right. Thank you for having me. I Always appreciate it. Always good to it. see you. Okay. Clarksville's Conversation. Subscribe now on your favorite podcasting app so you don't miss a single conversation.